Welcome to Parents Who Write, the podcast that helps parents pursue their writing dreams. So I have a scary statistic for you today. Only 5% of writers finish their first draft. I'm not telling you this to scare you away. Instead, I want you to believe, like I do, that you will be part of that 5%. And one of the best ways you can cross that finish line is by knowing what traps and pitfalls to watch out for. So stay tuned to learn how you can bypass your inner perfectionist, give your writing space to grow into itself, and keep moving forward. You'll also walk away with a new perspective about the elusive first chapter that will help you escape the rewrite whirlpool. This is Parents Who Write. I'm your host, Erin P.T. Canning. I'm a mom of two young boys, a writer, editor, and writing coach. My mission is to help you regularly make time for your writing, find your voice again, and confidently share your stories so that you can own your identity as a writer and be a happier, more patient parent. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Parents Who Write. In this episode, we are going to be talking about how to get through that first draft. Because I know how hard getting back into writing can be. That was me for six years while I was struggling. And I remember the fear that my writing skills had atrophied, that I didn't know what I was doing anymore, that I had forgotten everything that I had been taught in college, at university, during my 14 years editing books. I just had zero confidence in my writing. So I know how hard getting back into writing can be. And I am at 104,000 words in my first draft, friends. And I am going to share with you tonight how it is that I managed to get through this first draft. And it is a compilation of what I learned in school, what I learned with my own professional experience, and then honestly, what just worked this time round. I've got seven points for you, and we're going to talk about show versus tell, look at where you're focusing your energy, identifying goals and learning average stats, using a tracker, using placeholders, getting past the first chapter. Ooh, I can't, I've got a story for you guys on that one and setting up rewards. This is all very important stuff, I promise. The first point was about show versus tell. And in this situation, forget about the showing. Seriously, this is a first draft. First drafts are meant to be messy. People say this to us all the time. We read quotes about this online. There are books on writing. All of them tell us that your first draft is supposed to be messy. And yet, the perfectionist in me could not embrace that. 14 years of editing experience, I could not embrace that concept. And I, the, the book that I am writing right now, it started off as a dream and I daydreamed about it for like four months because I loved the story. It was, it occupied my mind when I was driving my kids to places, when I was washing dishes. I was like, oh, I really love these characters. And I just kept playing with the idea in my head. And finally, I was in the shower. I had this really funny scene pop up in my head that I was laughing in the shower. And I said to myself, gosh darn it, I'm going to write it down. And I don't have hours upon hours to sit down and perfect my showing and make every sentence beautiful and literary. I'm just going to write the darn thing down. And that's what I did. 
Once I gave myself permission to just tell the story the first time round, the whole story just started pouring out of me. And when I say tell yourself the story, I mean literally, don't worry about the showing. Because it's that perfectionism, that fear that it has to be a Margaret Atwood book, a Stephen King book, the first time round, that stops us in our tracks. Your inner judge comes in and it shuts down your creativity. And so just focus on the telling. Don't judge the words. And so that's my second point which was look at where you're focusing your energy. If you are worrying about the perfection of each paragraph, you are not going to make progress, especially us busy parents. For me, at least, that is what really overwhelmed me was the thought of that I would have to sit down for hours upon hours in order to really sink into this world and give it the justice that it needed. And it just tripped me up. It was terrifying. So focus on just getting words down on the page. They don't have to be good words. That's what revisions are for. That's what hiring editors are for, right? That's what taking writing workshops are for. That's what reading books are for. They help stimulate that creativity that once you've gotten the the idea down, then you can go back and then you can sink into it further. Then you can expand it. Then you can make it pretty. Then you can worry about whether or not you need to show or tell in that moment. So, If you are focusing all of your energy on perfectionism, you've exhausted your creativity and you've used up the precious time that we have working on a paragraph. No wonder why it's disheartening. It's overwhelming. I've had so many parents on this show say that they write in the cracks of time, right? We're pulling out our mobile phones when we're in the bathroom and we have 20 minutes of quiet to ourselves or, okay, some of us even five minutes. We're writing when we're in the carpool pickup line or, you know, when you're actually for me, it was when I was waiting in the really long Costco line. I pulled out my phone and I was able to get a couple more words in, but I'm doing it. I am taking action because I have removed the pressure of perfectionism. Okay. Point number three, identify goals and learning average stats for your genre. It's important to have this information in mind so that you know what you're aiming for. And what do I mean by average word count? I'm going to give it to you. Ready? A flash fiction piece is basically less than a thousand words. A lot of them tend to be 500 words, but less than a thousand words counts as flash fiction. So if you are in that carpool line, you might be able to get a flash fiction piece of writing done. Woohoo! Yay for that carpool ride! Maybe that would appear in a bigger piece of writing down the road. You don't know, but you could get a scene out. Short stories average between 1,000 words to 10K. So a lot of magazine or literary magazine submission places, they usually, honestly, I've seen so many of them that say 3,000 words and less, but you can get away with up to 10,000 words. There are places for those. Your next option would be a novelette, which is about 7,000 to 20,000 words. Then you've got a novella that is 17 to 40,000 words. Okay. Now, if you want to be writing a book, you got to go above 50K. The average nonfiction book is 50 to 75K. 
and your average fiction book is around 80K, but fantasy, historical fiction, and horror tend to be closer to 110K. And wouldn't you know it, folks, I'm at 104K. Guess what genre my book is in? It's in fantasy. The first Harry Potter book, I think, was like 76K. And then I think the first Twilight book was like 120, but I think it was something like that. If you go above 150K, especially for first-time authors, you might be pushing it. Readers have a little bit of a hard time for first-time authors investing in a book that that is that, is that large. Uh, so you might want to look actually into cutting your book in half. That's always an option if it gets to be monstrous. It's important for you to know these because then as you are working on your first draft, you can be checking your word count and say like, ooh, how is my story feeling? Does it feel like it's turning into a novella or oh my gosh, the story and plot has exploded and I am heading well on my way to a 100K fantasy book. It's just something to keep an eye on, but this way at least you know what you're working toward. Another thing you want to keep in mind is the average word count for chapters are around 3 to 4K. There are some that are 5K. There's some that 2,000. But as you are writing scenes, you can take a look at the length of your scene and do a word count. And if you're if you hit that 3000 mark, guess what? That's a chapter. Otherwise, if it was like a thousand words, that's a scene. Let's transition to a new location and see what happens next. And so that's that's how I kind of just started grouping my my ideas on whether or not it was a chapter or a scene, which follows my next point. (laughs) Don't write to fit your book to these specs. Rules can be broken, but knowing the rules allows you to make informed decisions, okay? So you want your writing to tell you what it's going to become. If you start out with a story, like I said, that you think is going to be a short story, and then all of a sudden it explodes into a novella, let it be what it wants to be. Don't try to add thousands upon thousands of fluff in order to say like, I wanted a novella and I am going to make that happen. Did you like that voice? So trust your writing, just get it on the page. And also keep in mind, it's a first draft, right? Remember what I said? You could do a lot of that telling. You're going to go back and you're going to do the showing and that's going to expand your piece. So let's say you finish your first draft of a novel and you're only at 65K and you're like, that's not really the size that I wanted. Well, then you're going to have the chance to go back and fill it in with all the details. So again, these are just kind of guideposts to help nudge you along as you're working on that first draft, okay? Next point is use a tracker. If you start off with a goal of I'm just going to write 10 minutes a day and you track how many words you capture in that 10 days, you will be able to see over time how many more words you can get on a page within 10 minutes because you'll be building up this habit. You'll be building up your creative writing muscles. So using a tracker can help also keep you motivated because it's, I mean, who doesn't like the visual cue that we get when we use notes or habit tracker charts, stuff like that. But you don't have to get anything fancy. You can just print out a 30-day calendar and then track how many minutes you wrote for that day and how many words you got down, and you'll be able to see your progress. Number five is placeholders. This goes back under just tell the story. I should have said this one earlier. Use placeholders. 
something as simple as bracketed text. If you know that, here's an exact example. In my book, I needed to have a moment where humans and elves were arguing over something in the city. I don't know what that was. I didn't want to spend hours thinking about what that was. That's what daydreaming is for when I'm driving my kids places or I'm washing dishes or I'm folding laundry. That's when I'm going to daydream. I don't want to be daydreaming in front of my computer when it's my writing time. So instead, I did a little bracket and I said, elves and humans argue over something stupid. That really annoys my main character. End bracket, highlight in yellow, and then I just kept going. Don't let stuff like that trip you up. This is where we can go down the rabbit hole and we can spend hours getting lost in social media or Google trying to find these solutions. Whereas if you already know what you want to happen next, you just need this argument to take place. Don't don't let that stop you. Just keep on going. Okay, it's part of the telling the story. So use placeholders. And again, those placeholders are going to affect your final word count. If you're coming in at 65K and you're really hoping for 80, when you go back in and add whatever that argument is, you're going to bump up your word count. Number six, getting past the first chapter. When I was in college, I started this book that I still refer to as my symphony. I cannot tell you how many times I rewrote that first chapter because it just wasn't right. It wasn't capturing the setup that I wanted for the book. I felt like I still didn't know my character quite well enough. I would write another chapter or two, and then I would go back and rewrite the first chapter again. I was not making progress on my book. So here's what I've learned about first chapters. They're placeholders. They really are. There are plenty of authors out there, like professional famous authors out there who agree that first chapters in first drafts are placeholders. You can just use that spot to tell or even make a bullet list of what you think needs to happen in that chapter to get your character going, what it is that you think people need to know about the character right then and there. You know, like for me, female anthropologist at a dig site, has a grumpy boss. Cool. And any exposition and backstory that's absolutely necessary right then and there that's going to help set up the second chapter. But be careful of info dumping. Just don't info dump in your first chapter, which is what it's a very easy habit for writers to fall into. I've done it myself, especially when I rewrote that first chapter 20 million times. And so the example I love to give this is you are at a party and you ask your new acquaintance, hey, Mary, how are you here at this party? Like, how did you meet the hostess? And Mary then decides to say, hi, it's so nice to meet you too. When I was six years old, my father died in a car accident and we were forced to move cross country to move in with my grandmother to this small town. And it was a really hard transition with me because I missed living in a country and I had no friends. And then finally, a few years later, I met a friend and her name was Katie and we did everything together. And then like, seriously, like, is this, is this how you're going to introduce yourself to somebody at a party, I would be like, oh, I'm really sorry that you had to go through that, but I need to go find the bathroom so I can give my brain a moment to process everything and breathe. So we don't need all of Mary's tragic backstory the first time we meet her. She can just say, oh, I met her through my friend Katie in college. Cool. And then maybe you and Mary become friends and then you start hanging out. And as you hang out, 
little bits of that backstory starts to filter through and you start to notice things and you start to ask questions, but you don't want to push too hard because you're getting to know your friend. But it makes you curious because you keep seeing these signs pop up that there's something going on there. Okay. Introductions take time. Don't info dump my friends. I totally segued. And then in your first chapter, you might even just spend that time mapping out events. For me, it actually wound up being right at the end of my book. I wound up spending a thousand words just mapping out what my side characters had been doing while my main characters were off on an adventure for three days and they're coming back with like these big news to share. And I was like, I have no idea what the mindset is for the people that they're returning to. So I wound up spending a thousand words just kind of plotting out the events that had transpired on those three days that they were missing. But you might wind up having to do the exact same thing in your first chapter to figure out how that's going to set up the events in your book from where you're starting out. Okay. And then the last point that I have here is setting up rewards. This is really important. So many times we think, when I publish my book, I am going to buy a bottle of champagne and treat myself to sushi and get a pedicure and run around the neighborhood screaming with my book over my head so that everybody can see that I'm a published author. That's great. I still probably plan on doing a lot of that. Not sure about the screaming around the neighborhood part, but I kind of now want to just because I said it. Um, but you want to set up rewards for yourself along the way. You want to have something to look forward to that is going to motivate you. So let's say you're aiming for a novel that is around 80K. When you reach your first 20K, you are going to treat yourself to a new book or a pedicure or a movie night with the hubby and really delicious popcorn. I don't know why my rewards tend to revolve around food, but they do. But every 20K, treat yourself to something because you worked hard. And if you only celebrate when you get to the end of the finish line, that is so far away and you've been busting your butt, you got to pat your back along the way. Celebrate the baby steps. Those baby steps are just as important as the final step because it's those baby steps that actually get you to the end, okay? Don't disregard them. So find a way to treat yourself. That is my quick summation of how to get through that first chapter. But the most important one is give yourself permission to just get the words on the page and tell the story. So I really hope that you guys are going to start writing. Now, I know that rebuilding your writing habit can be really difficult. I get it because I was there. I was there for years. But rebuilding that writing habit is what gets you through that first draft. Okay? But if you're struggling and you want some help, then book a call with me. It's a 30-minute free call. I am here to help you, and we will chat one-on-one -on -one and discuss your writing goals. We're going to figure out what your next step is, because I want to help you get writing again, and we can figure that out together, okay? I'm going to put a link so you can find that in the description. And then the other thing that I wanted to share, which is my exciting announcement, this is something that I have wanted to do for so long, and it's I am going to start offering virtual writing workshops. We're going to spend the first hour looking at writing from 
different perspectives and we're going to be able to see what they're doing, what techniques they're using. If we liked it, if we didn't, that's equally important to study. So the first hour is just going to be talking about some pre-reading materials that I will send out, nothing overwhelming. I've chosen variety. I've got some poetry. There's some flash fiction. There's a short story in there as well. So we can look at the different elements of those pieces. And then the other hour is going to be with writing prompts that will help you to then take the techniques and the styles that you saw and apply them on a more personal level. And it just gives you a chance to play around with ideas, gives you a new way to play with your creativity, gives you new tools in your toolbox as a writer. I love, love, love writing workshops. I love attending them and I love hosting them. So I'm really excited to be offering this. I really hope that you like it. And I think it's going to be great. Thank you so much for tuning in. Take care, friends. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. If you want to connect with other people who have goals similar to yours, where you can gain more camaraderie, accountability, and support, then join my Facebook group, Parents Who Write. I can't wait to see you there. Thank you.